The book of Isaiah, chapter 6. Verse 1. The word of the Lord says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Listen to this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with t- twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone. Think about this now. The prophet in the presence of the Lord and in, 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 in the holiness of God, standing before the holiness of God, feeling the holiness of God, he utters these words. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom? Shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And I want to just take the, the words from this text and kind of flip it around. Those words were the prophet Isaiah answered, Send me. We're going to title this message, Send Us. Amen. Send us, and we'll go. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, for your word that, that is so marvelous beyond, Lord, comprehension, Lord. Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, for your presence that's in this house, that's, that's here this very moment, Lord. I pray, Lord, for those who will be listening through internet and social media, Lord, in the future, Lord, that they will be hearing this message, that, that the presence that we sense here today will, will emanate, Lord, as they hear this word wherever they may find themselves, Lord, whether it be in their car, Lord, whether it be in their house, in their jobs, Lord, listening, Lord, through their phone or computer, Lord. I ask, Lord, that your presence will meet the need, Lord, and that you will give them a word that they are seeking for, Lord, that you will give them an on-time word, Lord, and that you will meet every need, that you will give them the answers to their questions, Lord, that you will let them know, Lord, that they are not alone, Lord. And, Lord, I'm asking this in the name of Jesus. And God's people said amen and amen. Amen. The, the book of Isaiah is, is such a powerful book overall, but I, I believe the, the sixth chapter of Isaiah gives us a glimpse like no other chapter in, in the word of God where literally we get a glimpse of what heaven is like. Amen. The Bible says that in the year that King Uzziah died, 
the Bible says that Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. He saw the glory of the Lord. He saw the seraphims that with two wings they cover their faces and with two wings they cover their, 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 their feet and, and with two they did fly round about the throne of God. And the words that could come out of the, the seraphims, the words that they could muster out were these words, the, the words that, that are written in, 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 the, in the word of God, holy, 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 the whole earth is full of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many know that mankind is God's highest creation? But it seems that as though, as, as though mankind is, is the only, only creation in all the universe that's not in tune with this declaration that the seraphims make, that, that the earth makes, right? The Bible says that the, the, the earth is full of the glory of the Lord. It says that the heavens declare his glory. But it seems that God is, God's highest creation does not, is not in tune, it's not in line with the declaration that the heavenly hosts are making, which is holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. That's why, church, we must, whenever we come to the house, we must be in tune. We must be aware of the holiness of God. That when we come to this place, it's not to be stirred by the music. It's not to be stirred by the preacher or how good he preaches or how many verses he can quote off the top of his head. No. Because when we come here together, the preacher, alike with the people, is here for one sole reason. It's to give God worship, to give God praise, to give him glory, to tell them that he is holy he is holy he is holy he is holy hallelujah and whenever the church of God the body of Christ begins to declare such things an atmosphere and environment begins to be created where, where the miraculous can happen where, 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 where healing can happen where healings can happen where deliverances can happen where salvation can take place where blinded eyes can be opened where the lame can walk where the leper can be cleansed where, 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 where things are made whole where, where God restores relationship where God restores hearts where he mends the broken hearts in the presence of Jehovah hallelujah oh I was I was on my way here to church hearing this old song it's called sweet Jesus and it talks about sweet Jesus when I'm in need of relationship divine I'm not talking about just any kind of relationship I'm talking about that kind of relationship that's divine that when you get up from your knees you know something's happened when you get off from your knees and you pray to him you know that he's giving you love he's put a smile in your face and then the, the song says oh when I'm in need a fellowship divine I know that I am his and he is mine hallelujah he is yours and he is mine hallelujah he's he's yours and you are his hallelujah Think about that fellowship divine that the world can never give you, that no woman could ever give you man, that no man could ever give you woman, that no friend could ever give you young person. Fellowship divine. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, 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 that Isaiah is literally translated in the spirit as John was in, in the book of Revelation. And, and, and he says that he beholds this wondrous uh, uh, occurrence of, of God sitting high. Lifted high, sitting high on his throne. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, what we need today in our churches is to give God his rightful place. 
Amen. He is above all things. Before he, before we were, he was. Amen. He said to the to the religious leaders of his day, Jesus Christ, some two thousand years ago, before Abraham was, I am. Hallelujah. He is, church. Before your problem occurred, he already was. Before you went through that sickness, he already was. Before you went through that financial crisis, he already was. And he's already made provision for whatever it is that you need. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody this Wednesday night. Some of you came asleep. Some of you came expecting just a normal message or a normal, a normal sermon, normal church service, whatever. But God has other plans. God wants to lift himself high. He wants to sit where he be, where, where, in his throne and show you that he is powerful. Hallelujah. Imagine this. It says that he, he sees the glory of the Lord. He says, and I saw the Lord high and lifted up sitting upon his throne. What a tremendous event, right? To see the holiness of God. And it says that, li listen to what it says here. <laughs> this is so powerful. It says that the fair servants, verse 3, cried one to another and said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. You know what this smoke was a type of? The judgment of God. God was taking notice at what his people were doing in the earth. And he was very upset. And he has a message, check this out, that he wants to deliver into the earth. But it's not a message of comfort. <laughs> it's not a feel-good message like, like, like much of what's going on today in the church. But it is a message of judgment. And he's looking for someone who will go forth and deliver it without compromising its word. Without compromising what it is that he wants to say. A message of judgment that he wants to deliver and manifest upon the earth. That's why the Bible says the smoke filled the house. Literally the post of his, of, of, of his, where his throne is at. In the, in, as you enter into the throne of God, those posts begin to shake. My God. And then the Bible says that, that all of a sudden... Isaiah is, is looking at all these things, the seraphims flying around the throne of God saying, holy, holy. He sees the smoke. He feels the floor shaking. And then the Bible says that he says, woe is me, for I am undone. My God, we need that kind of presence today in the house of God. We need that kind of presence where we can feel the convicting power of the Holy Spirit that will bring us to our knees and make us say, Lord, not, 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 not just for fear, but not just for conviction of sin, but in reverence of who he is, that he's an awesome God, that he's a consuming fire, that he is God, and God cannot change. He is the beginning and the end, the alpha, the omega, the first and the last. 
says he is the one that out of his mouth proceeded a two-edged sword and with that sword he smites and judges the nations of the world he is the one whose hair is white like wool and his eyes are like flaming fire he's the one that John saw in the island of Patmos and, 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 and it was that voice that he heard that was the sound of many waters hallelujah we need that kind of move of the spirit in this very hour that convicts souls of sin that brings people to repentance that sees souls saved we need to preach the gospel more than ever the pure gospel <laughs> oh yeah we need the gospel and it says he's, he's, he began to say I'm undone imagine the Bible speaks of some men that saw the glory of God and where angelic beings begin to manifest themselves and speak to, 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 to men, right? In the Bible, we, we read a lot about that. And it says that some of those men like Daniel and John, it says that they, they, they fell on their knees. They fell flat on the floor as dead men. As dead men, as the presence of God. God. The Bible says, no flesh shall glory in the presence of God. No flesh can glory. No one can say, I have something that I've gained on my own. No one can say, I have this gift. I have this ability. I have that. No. In the presence of God, no flesh shall glory. No preacher shall glory. No one. Hallelujah. And it says, I'm undone, I'm unclean. And then he says, oh my God. He says, I, 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 he says, I'm a man of unclean lips. He says, not only that, he says, I also dwelled, dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. Think about this statement now. What is he saying? He's saying, my God, what I'm seeing with my own eyes, the privilege that God has given me, my lips are not doing it justice in the earth. Hallelujah. He says, not only am I not doing justice to what I'm seeing and who he is. Let me tell you something, church of God. God's holiness is under attack. But God will sanctify his name. And he is sanctifying his name. Not for our sake, the Bible says, but for his own name's sake. Because God is God. And he will. He will. He is long-suffering. He'll wait for you to come back. But also at the same time, he will judge. We're not used to these kind of messages, right, today? <laughs> we are now. He will judge. The Bible says that judgment first begins in the house of God. It begins with his people. You'd be surprised how many people in church are living like the devil. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many people in church speak like the devil. You'd be surprised how many people in church claim Jesus with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. They won't even pray to him. You'll be surprised how many people confess him but won't read his word. Praise God. <laughs> he says, what I'm seeing is not, my lips are not doing justice. My lips are, not only that, not only was, was he not uh, giving it justice by what he was saying he realized but the people that in the earth were also not 
giving, we're not, we're not seeing it as he was seeing it. Think about this now. And, and, then, and then he says, wait a minute. Not only are we not doing justice to who God is and what we're proclaiming, but we're also not proclaiming the message that he wants proclaimed. My God. Because he gets a glimpse into heaven, into the very throne of God. And what he sees is not a God that's happy, but it's a God that's ready to judge. It's so amazing. How little today is being preached about preparing God's people for his coming. The Bible says of John that he was sent to make ready a people preparing for the coming of the Lord. Instead, most of the modern church today all over the world is preaching a message of how to get your bank account fat, how to get a new house paid off, how to, how, how to get this and how to get that and how to get this, how to grow your church and, and how to get big. And, 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 and just like the Bible says of the church of Laodicea, you say that you are increased with goods and in need of nothing. But what we need to worry about is what he says. He said, but I say. I say that you are naked. I say. <laughs> that you're naked and poor. What we need to worry about in these last days is what God is saying. Hallelujah. He is the amen. I said he is the amen. Come on church. I said he is the amen. If I never get an amen out of you, the only amen I'm looking for is the amen, the real amen, the true amen, Jesus Christ. He is the amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the amen. He says he's he seen what's taking place and, and God is searching for somebody to send forth. I want, I want to show you here why, why it was a message of judgment that he wanted to bring forth into, into the earth. I want you to go with me to verse, <clears throat> verse 9. And he said, go and tell these people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. I want you to hear, but you won't understand, he says. He says, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. You can't see, you're blind. How, how, how can you send a prophet of God to preach a word to a people that can't hear? Into a people that can't see. Doesn't make sense, right? But God is a righteous God. God will always give us an opportunity. And it says, make the heart of this people fat. You prophesy until their hearts have become fat and they have rejected me. And make their ears heavy and shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? How long, Lord, will I prophesy this message of judgment? This message of correction? How long, Lord? And he answered until the cities be wasted without inhabitant. And the houses without man. And the land be utterly desolate. And the Lord have removed men far away. And there be a great for 
forsaking in the midst of the land a great apostasy but ye but yet in it shall be a tenth a remnant and it shall return and shall be eaten as a tail tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof God is saying I'm going to send judgment to my people but I'm going to save me a remnant I'm going to save me a seed and I'm going to show that it was by this seed that I heard their cry this little remnant I heard their cry I heard their intercession I heard their prayer I heard them cry out to me for the sake of the people for the sake of the nation I heard their cry if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked way he said then I'll hear from heaven I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal the land God is looking for his if my people hallelujah If my people, Isaiah, he's having a revelation. He's saying, my God, nobody is proclaiming this message in the earth. Everybody is saying it's going to be okay. In the, in, the, in the days of Jeremiah, the Bible says that the prophets of his day, they were prophesying good tidings. They were prophesying good things. That no, no, ba- no Babylonian nation was coming to destroy them. No, that they were saved, that God was going to protect them. But the truth was, God had already told Jeremiah, don't even pray for them because my judgment is coming and it's coming indeed. You think America is not under judgment? You think this nation is prosperous? It is. We're the, we're the most blessed nation up on the face of the earth. But the things that are happening in our nation, how we've turned away from God, how we've gone after idolatry, how we've gone after how we've gone after our own desires and our own ambitions, our own ways. We've completely gone against the word of God. Don't you begin to say that America is fine. No, it's not. More than ever, this nation is filled with people who, who, who are spiritless, don't have, that are spiritually dead, don't, 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 whose minds are corrupt and, 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 and continuously thinking on evil. This is the generation that we're living in today, ladies and gentlemen. Do you, have eyes, do you have eyes to see? Are you moved? Are you moved by what you're seeing? Are you moved by the things that our generation has gone through? No other generation is more perverse than this generation right here. No generation is more deprived than this generation today but this nation above all nations has has had the gospel preached to it like no other nation on the face of the earth this nation this nation used to send out missionaries and it still does I heard I heard a story about how the nations we used to send missionaries to, they're now sending missionaries to us. <laughs> Let me tell you something, church. 
I believe God is sending, God has his prophets, let me tell you something. God has his servants. God has servants where you least think they are. Or, 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 or God, has, God has his prophets and servants where you least expect them to be. They're there. And, they have, and, they're, and they're burning with a word from God. And I believe this very hour, every shepherd, every leader in the body of Christ, every shepherd, God is sending his prophets to them. Because the blame lies always behind this pulpit. The direction of our nation the reason the world is the way it is, it's not because of ISIS. It's because of us, the church. We have preachers with no backbone that they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and they want to be everybody's friend and they will compromise the word of God and not say what the word says and will not call out what is the devil and will not call out what's of the devil of the devil and will, not, and will not say what is of God that is of God. Amen. Or am I the only one seeing these things here? <laughs> We've got to call it good is good and evil is evil. I hope I said that right. No backbone. But it's prophetic of the times that we're living in. In the days of Elijah, Elijah told the Lord, Lord, there's, there's no, no prophets out here. There's none. And then the Lord said, no, there's, there, you're not the only one. I have 7,000. He didn't say 70 or 700. 7,000. That's a lot of prophets, right? 7,000. Men of God that I've hid. Let me tell you something. God has his prophets in this very hour. God has his servants. And they have a word. And it's a word that is strong and is directed to the leadership and to the establishment of the church. To the shepherds of the church. That need to repent. Go with me to Ezekiel 34. I'm going to give you an example of this. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 34. When you have it, say amen. My God. Look what, look what the Lord tells the prophet to do. Tells him, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying... Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Go to them. I have a word for them. Tell them this. And as we read this, tell me if this reminds you what's taking place right now. Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. That's harsh, right? That's what's happening right now. God is warning shepherds. God is warning pastors in small churches 
medium-sized churches, mega churches on television, on radio, who watch over the flock. He's telling them, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? But what's taking place today? Preachers are taking the very money of the Lord that God gives to his people to give unto himself to do the work of the ministry. And they're making themselves fat off this money. They're fleecing the flock. Ye eat the fat. He says, you eat the best part. And ye clothe ye with the wool. Ye kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. The disease have ye not strengthened. You have not done the work of the ministry. You have not strengthened those that are diseased. You have not built up the body of Christ. You have built up yourself and your ministry, but you have not built up my bride. You know that every preacher that's called by God. He's, all he is is, is, is is a best man, right? Whenever a man gets married to a woman, he has his best man, right? That's what, that's what John said. No, no, I'm, I'm, just like the, I'm just like the best man. I'm trying to introduce the bride to the groom. He says, and I take joy in that. He said, I, might, I, I must decrease that he might increase. All we are as shepherds, as ministers of the gospel, are best men of the groom. And God has left his bride under our charge to take care of her, to respect her, to honor her, to clothe her, to strengthen her. Until the day he comes for his bride and soon to be wife, the church of almighty God. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. The disease have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed. That which was sick, neither, neither have ye bound up. That which was broken, neither have ye brought again. That which was driven away, neither have ye sought. There's souls that need to be sought out. And he says... That which was lost, but with force and with cruelty, have you ruled them? With force and with cruelty, have you ruled them? And, and, and they were scattered. Remember when Jesus came 2,000 years ago? Remember his words that he was moved with compassion because he saw the people as sheep that were scattered without a what? A shepherd. Moved with compassion. And then all of a sudden, the, he sees the people hungry and the disciples come to him saying, Lord, send them away. No. He said, No. Give ye them to eat. Give them to eat. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd and they became meat to all the beasts. And of the field, when they were scattered, my sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth. 
And none did search or seek after them. This is speaking prophetically of Israel. But it's also speaking spiritually of what's taking place today. When the shepherds quit being shepherds. That's why we have what we have today in the modern day church. A church that has been infiltrated with spiritual beasts. False doctrines. And these false doctrines have devoured the people. Have taken from the people. You name them. Prosperity gospels of the devil is devoured. The seeker sensitive doctrines has devoured. This is what's happened in, 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 in the church today. Because shepherds. Right? What did the Bible say about, about one of the parables of the sower? It says, while men slept, the enemy sowed tear inside the body of Christ. This tear is a false doctrine. It's an antichrist message because John said everyone, every message, every doctrine that professes that Christ is not the son of God, then it's antichrist. We have preachers on TV today. When asked the questions, is Jesus the only way to heaven? They'll, they'll, they'll stumble around that question and they won't even answer that it is the only way to heaven. My God, preachers, shepherds. Are we living the last days, brothers and sisters? Absolutely. My God. Notice this. I'm going to finish with this. I want to give this point before I finish. Whenever Isaiah saw this great vision, or whatever it was, yeah, I imagine it was a vision. He was translated to heaven. What Paul called the third heaven, right? He said, I, utter, I saw things that are unlawful to utter. I saw things that were, I can't even talk to you about, Paul said. He says, when I saw all these great wonders and things, the things that God revealed to me, he says, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh because of the abundance of revelation that I had, the things I had seen, the things I had seen. He says, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh so I might not be exalted above measure so I wouldn't get all prideful about it. The Bible says that when he saw this vision, it was in the same year that, the, that King Uzziah died. The Bible says of King Uzziah that his reign started at a very young age, 16 years old. He was 16 years old, 2 Chronicles, chapter 26. 16 years old, and it's, it says that, 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 that he began to prosper. I believe many of the preachers that are leading today, many of the shepherds that are leading the church of God astray started off good, just like Uzziah. But God's calling them to repentance. It says that he began to, to reign and, 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 and it says that, 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 that he would take counsel from a, a prophet called Zechariah who, who, who understood the things of God, who, who, who was able to see and understand the things of God. And it said that, that as long as he took counsel from the man of God, that he would prosper. He was, he was accountable to the man of God. He would go to the man of God. Man of God, hey, what do I do? How, which direction should I go politically? 
what direction should we go spiritually? And it says that because he took heed to the word of God and, and the voice of, 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 of the prophet and the word of the Lord, it says that he began to prosper. He began to conquer the Philistines and began to build cities in the lands of the Philistines. He began to, to do great things and, and, and great engineer feats and achievements, uh, 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 mechanical weapons that had never been uh, uh, used or seen before. He began to build an infrastructure in all of Israel. His army grew and he got powerful and, and God began to bless him. But then the Bible says that he got lifted up. He got proud. He pride entered his heart. This man who was used of God, pride entered his heart. Let me tell you something. <laughs> In the last 20, 25, 30 years, we've seen scandal after scandal with preachers since the 80s, really. And, and we saw their scandals. We read about them. We, we saw it on TV. We saw it in the media and everything, right? But all that was, it wasn't the real issue. The real issue was pride. Shepherds, preachers got lifted up with pride. They begin to see the money. They begin to see the crowds. They begin to see the power. They begin to see. They stopped being accountable to men of God. They thought they were God's only man. And the Bible says that something happened to, to Uzziah. And it says that he went into the temple. He went inside the temple and began to offer incense. And the Bible says that the, the high priest and about 80 other priests, 81 in total, 81 godly men of God went to him and said, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is wrong because it is not for you to offer up this incense. It is the duty of the priest. And the Lord has rejected you. And it says that when he heard that, the same man who was, as a young man, accountable to the man of God, Zechariah, all of a sudden is angry at the men of God. Because they have called out his sin. And the Bible says in that very moment when he became angry, a leprosy came over him. What is leprosy? A type of sin. Immorality. All kind of sin that you can think of. And from, from that day on, and, and chapter 26 ends with this, that, that King Uzziah was called a leper until the day of his death. Isn't it sad? Some of the greatest men that preach the gospel, they're not known for that anymore. They're known for their failures. And many of them, God, many of them have repented and many of them still won't. But God is calling them. It says that Uzziah, until the day he died, from when he, if he would listen, for him, by him going into the holy holy place, by him going in and not being a priest, he should have been struck dead. 
But it was the mercy of God that he got leprosy instead of death. If he would have repented, I believe God would have forgave him. But he did not. And he lived, the Bible says, in isolation, in separate quarters, in a, in a house, all to himself, in isolation until he died. Amazing, right? The Bible says that judgment begins in the house of God first. The prophet Jeremiah, the Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah, he says, tell the people that I will give them shepherds after my own heart. He said in Ezekiel 34, he says, he says, as a matter of fact, he says, I am the shepherd and I'm going to seek them out myself. There's a harvest to gather in these last days, church. Read chapter 26 of 2 Chronicles, the life of Uzziah. He began to empower the people. He began to, 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 to build up the nation and begin to, the nation was, was, was reached great high. 2 Chronicles 26, the, the nation reached great heights and, 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 and he was doing the work of the ministry, right? And then all of a sudden, he thought it was all because of him. And he ended up dying with leprosy. That's why I titled the message, Lord, send us. Send us. I pray for the shepherds in the house of God today. We need them. But God cannot use hearts that are not repented. Isaiah, when he saw the glory of God, what was the first thing he did? He repented. He said, woe is me. For I am undone. He says, my lips are unclean, he says. I haven't been saying it like I should. And then the Bible says that very same altar in heaven that Uzziah went to offer incense into on earth, that, that Uzziah defiled, that same altar in, in the heavenlies, it says that the heavenly host grabbed the coal from that altar. A burning coal. Which is a type of the judgment of God. And he touched Isaiah in the lips with that coal. And he anointed him and gave him his presence. Because Isaiah was willing to go. More than ever, his God's holiness is under attack. But he has a people, <laughs> a remnant that know that he is holy. Holiness, holiness, without which no man shall see God. You know, if there's, if you're not living a right life, then there's no holiness in you according to the word of God. If you're not living a right life according to the word of God, there's no holiness in you. And then, and, and if there's no holiness in you, no one can see God through you. 
listen to this. The only, the only time somebody may ever see God is through you. But we must be a people of prayer, a people of the word walking in humility. Unless at any moment we, our hearts can be, raised, can be filled with pride like Uzziah. And a spiritual leprosy can come over our hearts. A spiritual blindness, deafness. There's only one that is holy. And his name is Jesus. He is the Messiah, the anointed one. Holy and anointed. Amen. Pastor Jeremy, can you pray? sense his presence in this place wherever you're at just lift up your hands I know the word has spoken to you spoken to me father we thank you Lord for your word God that has been declared tonight in this house to this to us as people father as today Lord we have seen through your word the need God to be touched by that quote, hallelujah, so that our hearts, our lips, Lord, may declare the word that is coming from heaven, Lord. Father, we come before you, God, with our hearts open, God. We come before you, God, with our, um, with our hearts in humility, Lord, knowing, God, that there is a need, God. And, and, and we understand, Lord, I, like Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips, Lord. And Father, we need, Lord, today to understand, to come and have a confrontation, a revelation of who Jesus is and who we are, God, in this hour. Father, there is a world that is dying, Lord. And that's who you're sending us to, Lord. Here we are. Send me, Lord. And we simply today, with, with our voice and with our hearts, we want to say yes to you, Lord. I want to say yes to you, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to you today, Lord. I'll go, Lord. If you lead us, I will go. If you send us, Lord, we will go, Lord. We will go. We will go. We will go, Lord. And just for a moment, wherever you're at, and if you want to just respond to that call of God that says, who will go? And you're with us and you say, send me, Lord. I want you to, wherever you're at, make your way to this altar for a moment. As a declaration, as a step of faith, as a step of saying, Lord, I am here. I am here. No matter where you're at, make your ways to these, to these altars if you can. And we just want to open up our hearts to God and say, Lord, I'll say yes. I'll say yes, Lord, to you.